You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, the Jets got just a little bit easier to beat Saturday. We'll tell you why. Hey, what's the Texans' best position group? That answer, eh, it's not as easy as it might sound. We're going to debate that. Plus, the NFL needs your input to solve a league strategy problem. We're going to see if we got answers to that. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast, along with my regular co-host, Brian Patterson from Fansided's House of Houston.com. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And Brian is coming to us from the Big Apple. And hey, Brian, uh, you're going to see this game in person. And in honor of that, I just finished eating a Big Apple. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and add uh, some uh, New York style pizza to that. I just uh, grabbed some from around the corner. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, I've been to New York before, but uh, it's, it's just great to be here. It's it's very cold uh, right now. It's a, uh, a huge transition from being back at home. But I'm looking forward to seeing my Texans take on uh, the Jets at MetLife Stadium. Uh, I've never been to MetLife Stadium, so this is my uh, opportunity. Um, it's nothing like being here uh, in the Big Apple. Looking forward to seeing some sights again. So I'm going to squeeze all of that in and uh, hopefully I'll have some good news to share. Uh, whenever we talk about this after the game, uh, Sunday or, you know, whenever we get ready to come back on here. So it's it's going to be an, an awesome time here. And I've really been looking forward to this trip. Boy, I I, uh, I don't know what the temperature is going to be like there in New York, but I, ha- I haven't checked uh, your forecast this weekend. But I will say this tomorrow night, I'm going to uh, cover a high school football game. I will be out in the cold because it's going to be in the 40s tomorrow night. So if that makes you feel any better, Brian. <laughs> so it, it's been snowing a little bit today, and I think it's going to be raining a whole bunch during the game Saturday uh, afternoon. So um, I'll have my cold gear. I, I brought it all with me, my warmers, my gloves, my toe warmers. Yeah, so I, I don't think I'll have any problems being comfortable inside the uh, the stadium. But you know what? It's really cool to see snow. You know, I don't get to see that too often. And that was just uh, the pleasure to see whenever I was looking out the window and stepping off the plane uh, this morning. So uh, I, I just want to continue to see more of it. And just great to see the hustle and bustle of such an amazing city. Uh, but I uh, I just still get taken aback uh, by how amazing this city is. Yeah, I can tell you're in New York because, of course, the quality of your call is not as good as it usually is. <laughs> We're, we, we might be struggling a little <laughs> bit with this one. Uh, you're, you're coming in and out. But uh, let, let's get to some news a little bit here and, and some good news for the Texans. Rookie quarterback Sam Darnold, the Jets starter, will be without his leading rusher and receiver Saturday. The Jets ruled out running back Isaiah Crowell and wide receiver Quincy Anunwe uh, with an ankle injury. Crowell has been battling a toe issue issue for several weeks. The pain, according to him, was excruciating when he aggravated it last Sunday in that game. This will be the first game in his career he's missed, uh, ending a streak of 77 straight games. So quite a streak for Isaiah Crowell. Everybody remembers him. Texans fans should with his days in Cleveland. Anunwe missed two games earlier in the season with a high ankle sprain, but this week the injury is to the other ankle. He heard it last week against uh, Buffalo. 
He leads the Jets with 38 receptions, but eh, it's been a disappointing year for him overall, and and that's big because he's got free agency on the horizon. But, Brian, I, I tell you what, with the injuries here, this is some good fortune for the Texans. Yesterday we talked about some other good fortune that they had because uh, the quarterback that they're going to face the following week, Carson Wentz, it's looking more and more like he might not even be able to play against the Texans. So they're getting some breaks here in the last two or three weeks. They need to take advantage of these breaks. I, I hate to say, oh, yeah, that's going to help. That's going to help them stomp the, the Jets. But, you know, it, it takes away from the Jets' depth a little bit. Obviously, these guys have been important for them. What did you think about this? I'm on the grand scheme of things, although Isaiah Crowell is, you know, a formidable back and, you know, he, he is an Iron Man. He, he shows up to, to work. But when looking at all of the, you know, in comparison to his uh, counterparts, his performance uh, is still down toward the, the bottom of the barrel. So uh, this is definitely something the Texans can overcome. You've got Sharon Peak, uh, that's right uh, behind Quincy. And um, you also have Elijah McGuire that could be, uh, you know, the starting back. Uh, he's second on the depth chart behind him. So you've got guys that uh, for McGuire, it's only his second year in. And then three years in for, for Peak. So it remains to be seen. Uh, uh, you know, how these guys are going to perform. Uh, Peak only has two catches for 25 yards this season. So obviously that's going to change uh, with them having more of a role. But uh, this is definitely going to be an advantage for uh, Houston Texans. Um, I would have to say Kareem Jackson, uh, Jonathan Joseph, they're all going to be able to feast on this. And I expect them to have good games because you're going to have guys out there catching footballs who are relatively inexperienced. As long as T.Y. Hilton doesn't show up. I mean, that's the only thing I'm oh. worried about. <laughs> these days he's uh i don't want to see him ever again uh, and you know we have to see him every time and you know as he gets you know in the latter stages of his career it gets like he gets better and better especially when he plays a texans my my goodness rob when, when is he going to have a bad game against the, the texans i i just don't understand uh why can't we figure this guy out regardless of who we have on this team yeah that's that's something that they, they need to work on and that might be part of our discussion here in a little bit because what is the Texans' best position group? Uh, we know it's probably not the cornerbacks, but we're going to get into that in a second. Uh, we got to talk about our new sponsor, though, DraftKings, because bragging rights and huge cast prizes are up for grabs this weekend and the rest of the season at DraftKings. They're the leader in one-week fantasy sports. I'm talking about $1.5 million in prizes. How does that sound? With one-week fantasy at DraftKings, you choose when to play. Draft a new team every week with no season-long commitment. Hey, we're going to tell you about how to join the Locked On Texans League in just a second. But at DraftKings, you're the GM. Just choose your players, stay under the salary cap, see how your team stacks up against the competition. No matter what your skill level is, there's a contest waiting for you at DraftKings. So if you've been thinking about trying one-week fantasy football, now's the time to play. Go to DraftKings.com or download the app. Use promo code Locked on to enter a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit and compete for your share of that one and a half million dollars in total prizes that's the code locked on only at DraftKings. the game inside the game minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details and brian for all our friends listening to the podcast they can be in our league they could they could be playing against you right 
That is correct. I am the commissioner of the Locked On Texas Listeners League. We've already got a few guys that have signed up, so we would love to have you join. There's still some spots available, and the deadline to sign up is by kickoff uh, this Saturday afternoon. So you still have time to go out there and do it. So if you're ready to go and win some cash, put some in your pocket, let's go ahead to ahead and again like you said you know put together the, the roster you know stay under the salary cap and if you think you can beat me come on and let's go in and get those bragger rights and and have some fun all it takes is just three dollars to join this league uh, so jump on in and uh, let's have some fun all right brian i wanted to throw this thing out at you What's the Texans' best position group? How oh, my voice is changing. It might be puberty again, but what, what's their best oh, position group? Uh, this, it's not as easy as it sounds. I, I, I was debating this, and, and here's, here's where I am on this. And I kind of want to throw out the quarterbacks because, you know, Deshaun, you know, I, I feel like it, it's a one-man position group. Either you have it or you don't. I mean, you know, Brandon Whedon obviously pulls you down if you don't think much of Brandon Whedon, but obviously Deshaun Watson, who knows? He might be top 10, 12 in the NFL at this point. But if I'm going big picture position groups, Brian, here are the two that I was debating over. And, and you tell me uh, what you think. It, it's either the linebackers or the safeties. And the safeties are... I mean, that used to be the Texans' worst position group, and it's almost like overnight it's the best. But it's not just that they've got two really good starters in Justin Reed and Ty Matthew, but you got the depth with Dre Hal, Kareem Jackson, if he's playing over there, which, you know, if, if guys are healthy and things are different, I think that's where they want him. So in essence, you're, you're four strong at safety, uh, and, and that's sort of where I'm leading, but you know, linebackers, that's the other one I think that I would argue for is the linebacking position. Yeah, the linebacking position, that's that's very important as well. But I do think it's the, you know, out of the, the groups, uh, the defensive linemen have really made an impact this season. Uh, look at the guys. J.J. Uh, Watt has 13 sacks on his own. Uh, J- Clowney has seven sacks. We don't we definitely would wish he would be more than that, uh, but he has seven sacks. But, but Clowney's listed as the Jack linebacker, and if you, if I'm going by the Texans' depth chart and who oh, they're playing, oh. because they're playing this is this is what they're doing. They're playing JJ Watt, uh, uh-huh. Brandon Dunn, and DJ Reader a- along the line. They're listing Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, he he's he plays linebacker most of the time, but we we have seen him in coverage. But he, they got him listed at linebacker with McKinney, Cunningham, and Whitney Merciless. Th- those are your starting four linebackers, according to the Texans. And, and they've got Clowney. I know you want to put him at defensive line, and a lot of people might. But uh, the Texans mm-hmm. don't. The Texans don't have him there. Yeah, and that that's that's a debate. And we remember last season we debated through all of this uh, as well. I'm putting him there, but again, he you're right. He has taken a lot of snaps, you know, as as an outside linebacker. And uh, but but look at the sacks these guys have been able to generate. Uh, even taking out Clowney sacks, this they're they're well over 25, and JJ Watt's got half of those. So. You know, just talking about impact, especially as a whole from the unit, uh, the Texans are are 
fourth, or I'm sorry, fifth in takeaways uh, with 23. I mean, they were down at the bottom of the pack last season and uh, in 25th in giveaways. So they're not giving up the football and just fourth in differential. So a lot of turnaround has been made and that helps that Clowney and Watt are healthy together. Uh, all of these guys that, you know, were hurt last season are finally getting in sort of a rhythm. But um, I don't think a, a, in, in terms of the defense, the defensive linemen have made a tremendous impact. I'm talking about Covington. Reader Reader doesn't clearly get the credit uh, each and every game that he, he deserves, but he's just one of those silent assassins. And look at Brandon Dunn, who's getting a lot, lot of time out there, a lot of stabs, and he was making his presence known out against the Colts last week. So that's a good guy that you uh, you mentioned there. What about the fact that the safeties have two guys that are potential Pro Bowlers, the defensive line, it's J.J. Watt. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, you, you like Clowney, but even if you list Clowney as a D-end, even if you want to include him in your group, uh, he's not a Pro Bowler this year, I don't think. J.J. Watt is, but hey, over at safety, you know, we're waving our hand up in the air right now, baby. We got two. We got two possible Pro Bowlers in Justin Reed and Ty Matthew, right? And there is a good chance that those two guys will get those nominations as well. And it would be well-deserved for, for both of them. I just honestly think that although the safety position has improved year over year, there's no question about that. We're talking about what unit makes the most impact. And looking at the just, – just at a glance of these guys, yes, you know, they're getting the – interceptions they're, they're they're working well uh, in coverage but the defensive line have done uh, a tremendous job out there i think it's going to be a point where the safety position is going to be one of the stronger positions and i would say if you were to rank it, what one through five safeties would definitely be up in there so uh I, i'm just very pleased with what i'm seeing and justin reed you know has been a surprise in the third round you know i didn't know he was going to make this type of impact this soon but you are already seeing it now. Um, definitely a candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think he'll win it. Uh, Darius Leonard has done a terrific job for the for the Colts, but uh, his name definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Yeah, we have an article up on LockedOnTexans.com about Justin Reed being the candidate for a Pro Bowler. And my position groups, I have linebacker at number two. I actually have them ahead of defensive end because I am counting Clowney over there. And if you talk about <laughs> Clowney and Whitney Merciless, although Whitney, it's been a bad year, but I don't think they're playing Whitney the right way. And I, I think Romeo's had issues with what to do with Whitney since uh, he took over the job as defensive coordinator. He's done a really great job, but I still don't think they're using Whitney Merciless right. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they thought about dealing Whitney Merciless this offseason because – uh, I, I just don't feel like they can get the most out of him. And if you dealt him, he would have some value. And then maybe you could get something back in return and, and do something with that. And because I think they're looking for a linebacker that plays a little bit more coverage and they play Whitney at coverage. But uh, I just don't think that's what he's good at. I think he needs to be uh, rushing the passer. In fact, you know, I want him out on the end more than I want Clowney. I, I don't like Clowney particularly out on the end as much as I like him just wreaking havoc in the middle and, and causing those guys all sorts of problems, especially because he's such a good run stuffer too. And in the middle, he can do more damage there. But when you look at McKinney, uh, and I know, Brian, you love Zach Cunningham. I love that linebacking core. And, and it's got good depth when Dylan Cole is healthy because you, you can throw Dylan Cole in the mix, even though it's been a rough year for him because of the injury. But you got you know Cole and, and uh, 
just I think there's guys, Brian Peters, uh, Edgefor, they've got so much depth at that position. And I have an upset for you, Brian, and it's not I, mm-hmm. I mean I do not have the defensive line at number 3. I got an upset for you as my third uh p- favorite position group and that's that's the wide receivers if they're healthy because now you've got Will Fuller, if you know, obviously he's healthy and Kiki QT and you know, then you throw in uh Demarius Thomas into the mix and with you know, DeAndre Hopkins, that's about as good a wide receiving core as the Texans have had. The problem with that is uh that big if they are healthy. That's the thing that we never see. Right. right. And Will Fuller tends to find himself on the uh, injured reserve list or, or just injured period more often than not. And not necessarily his fault. It's just, you know, he gets into those situations. But uh, the wide receiver core, I think they're, they're going to be, they would be a top three if we had fuller out there and i think demarius thomas is making strides to ensure that the wide receiver unit is an important uh, unit we just need to see more of kiki qt because uh with his hamstring injury you know he's been out more often than not i just can't you know give them um uh, you know a, a ranking you know as amongst the best units because outside of deandre hopkins what do you have? And they're still trying to figure out what to do with Demarius. I'm glad that they're using him in bigger chunks of yardage, but uh, it remains to be seen what's going on there. So you have uh, safeties and linebackers at two and three, I take it, from your from what I'm hearing from you? Uh, I would put the safeties, it, it would be more of a three and four for me because uh, special teams, and that's what I wanted to talk about. Special teams, you can't ignore how well they're doing this season. Now, Brennan Scarlett, he's going to be a huge loss for that unit injured reserve not coming back for the season but uh they're seventh in dvoa according to football outsiders yeah i i just i i guess i just didn't put them as a position you know i, I was talking about position groups and maybe you just looked at it as uh, a position group i don't see special teams as a position group i'm i'm talking more in terms of you know the different you know wide receivers tight ends offensive line obviously all this stuff uh-huh. you know but you know, I, I there are no qualms with special teams, and you know if we're going to include them, uh, yeah, that would be, I would definitely think about them in that top three group. I that, that's I just uh-huh. that's the reason why I haven't brought the, the them up at all. Yeah, it, well, you know, it's just important to bring these guys up, especially with as well as they've been doing. Cami Fairbairn's only missed five field goals. Um, you know, one extra point. Uh, he's been kicking really well this season. Trevor Daniels in the middle of the pack. Um, I still consider them a a valuable portion. Oh, they're valuable. I just, I'm just not. I, the, in other words, we're disagreeing on semantics as far as if they're a position oh, group yeah. or not. But yeah, just uh, like if you, hey, if the listeners have something, locked on Texans at mail dot com. If if you guys think we we've got this order all screwed up or you've got reasoning for something else and and maybe you know like i said maybe you do believe that quarterbacks you know with deshaun and brandon whedon it's it's a weird group because you know obviously deshaun he's going to be one of the better ones in the league but i just don't know if you know you if you throw in brandon whedon and it's just it's a real hard thing to judge with with that but uh the nfl is working on this deal Brian, as far as trying to figure something out, we're going to talk about that in a second. But just a reminder, as always, if you love the podcast, tell everybody that you know. You know, it's Christmas time. Give them a gift of the Texans on uh, the air as far as a podcast every day. It's the it's the way to go. 
Spotify, the Google Podcast app, iTunes. We're going to be on Pandora soon. You can support us by sharing our show links on whatever social media site you like to use, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Maybe write us a nice review on iTunes as well. Okay, Brian, it looks like the NFL is uh, asking us to help them. And you you want to explain what, what they're doing here? NFL is looking at modernizing the punts. You know, they already tool, retooled the kickoffs uh, by, you know, changing some of the rules there with, you know, eliminating wedge blocks. Now, to my knowledge, I think that they eliminated the wedge block on punts several seasons ago. I think, you know, we're almost going into nearly a decade since they took that away uh, for player safety. So you've, you've got an interesting quandary here. What they're going to do is uh, do uh, just some crowdsourcing, just getting some information during the Super Bowl from fans in regard to what's the best way to revamp uh, punts. Honestly, to me, with with, with punts, the, the, the damage that's done the most is usually when the guy is returning and when he is hit. That's where the majority of the injuries are, the concussions that happen. So you're looking at two things. You can eliminate them completely and have the teams go for it on fourth down. That would be interesting. That would speed up the game a bit. But, you know, the purists for the you know NFL purists that would say, oh, hell no, we're not going to go with that. that. That just takes away some of the nuances of the game. And you've got, you know, 32 guys that would be out of a job because there's no longer any punters uh, out there. And the other option is just to leave it the way it is because – Ultimately, I think you've done everything you've could to protect the players. Um, and just evaluating, looking at the different rules out there for punts. Yeah, I, I just don't know if the NFL is going to be able to do that much with this particular notion. So you think they've got two options? It's either one keep it or, or one. Go. I was going to say that, that that that's my thing. Is like why not go for it? I mean, look, the purest. The, the purists don't like kicks. They don't like punting. They don't like field goal kicking. That's what purists are about as far as football. We like offense versus defense. That's what pure NFL is. So, you know, I guess you, you don't have – I don't know what the suggestion would be, but it sounds like you have no other suggestion. You know, I was just going to say – Let's just go all in. Let's go for it. That's what everybody wants to see anyway. What's the most exciting yeah. play in football, Brian? It's fourth down, and you're going for it. Especially when Bill O'Brien makes a call to go for it. I'm like, wow, he's got some guts. Let's just go on. and <laughs> He's got some big ones to go out there and, uh, and go for it. But he's been making good decisions on that. And um, I forget the numbers, but I think we're pretty darn good this season on fourth down. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because – um, you know, I, I, it's just hard for me to imagine what, what you could do without, you know, the traditional punt. And if you're not going for it on fourth down, but I think one thing that would change that I think is really interesting is it all of a sudden what you do on third down, you're, you're totally conceiving something else because now, you know, you're going for it on fourth down. So when you get to third down, it's like, well, we got two downs to go. So if it's third and eight, we could still run the football. You know, that's might, might not be an option, but you know, that's an, that that would be interesting if if you could just go for it. I, you know, you would think you would see more blowouts because the teams that uh <laughs> the teams that are really good, they're going to take advantage of that, you know. And if you don't you know, that's the other thing. If you do if you don't have a good offense, if you don't have a good quarterback, it could be a long, long day for you. I'm totally with you on that. It, it, it would be a long day. And, uh, and just in terms of uh, just dominance uh, with 
with, with the way, you know, these guys have been playing just with Deshaun and I just kind of wanted to go back uh, to Deshaun and one of the more stronger groups that, that this offense, you know, it's, you know, we're averaging 24.8 points per game and we're 13th in terms of uh, yards per game, 369.5 yards of offense uh, per game. So I think it's, it's definitely working with Deshaun Watson under center. Where would we be without him? You're not going to get this type of production from Brandon Whedon. So uh, you're, you're very right about that. But I'm liking that they're using more play action for Deshaun, uh, and they're up to 21.8% of the time where they're using play action. So, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that uh, as well. I'm hearing sounds in the background. Is is that the heater kicking in there? Yeah, yeah, it's the boiler. <laughs> yeah, if, if people are wondering what, what what you've been hearing in the last few minutes, Brian's trying to keep warm in New York, and uh, he's yeah. got a big old boiler in the room. So that's that's the noise that we're hearing. Um, it looks like just a heads up for everybody who liked the post game show. Um, we're going to have some logistic issues between. Uh, what what I've got going on on Saturday, it's a, a family thing that I'm 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 not going to be able to get out of to to give you guys the post game immediately after the game. And Brian, of course, is going to be there. So between all of that, I think you're going to have to look for our post game show on Sunday. We're going to try to get it to you on Sunday as quickly as we can get it out to you. I know a lot of people don't even listen to it you're on your way to work on Monday, but we like to get it out to you guys as soon as possible because you know we know you you want to get our thoughts on everything. But um, just keep all that in mind, uh, Brian. Stay warm, brother. Keep keep those uh, keep those toes toasty. I will. I'm, I'm trying my best, and, and it's working really good right now. But but what you're hearing is a lot of uh, hot water. That's that's what you're hearing right now, and it's working in the radiator. So I'm sorry about the noise, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we got for the next couple of days. Uh, unless something, as always, something crazy goes on, we'll try to give you a, an update. But I, I think we're going to talk to you again in, a, in two or three days from now. Uh, don't forget LockedOnTexans.com, HouseOfHouston.com, um, Brian's site. You guys know the routines. Houston Sports Talk, my podcast, uh, me and RG talked about. Uh, we talked about all kinds of crazy stuff going on with the uh, Astros rumors and Rockets rumors and all sorts of stuff. But uh That's all we got for this one. And as always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.